Hello, this is Chris Filipiak, and I want to welcome you to the Connector Podcast. So excited that you're here today, and I'm really looking forward to talking with my guest, John Kelly of Craft Peak. Welcome, John. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks, Chris. The Connector, thank you for having me. Definitely. So this is the the first time that we're doing this podcast together today, and it's actually the first podcast that I've done. I haven't been on a podcast before, have you? Uh, a couple, but uh, no, nah, man, this is all good. Yeah, so we're we're kind of, John's in here helping me guinea pig this today, so I super appreciate you being here. And um, John's the CEO of Craft Peak, and just let me know what is, what's Craft Peak? Yeah, well, thanks again for, you know, having us in, and we're going to guinea pig this together, so. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Chris, so Craft Peak, we are an Asheville-based technology startup, and we focus kind of all of our time and attention on the craft beer industry. So what we do is build web solutions and e-commerce solutions for top craft brewers, and uh, really the goal is to help them compete in a very competitive market. Awesome. Yeah, I, I wanted to have you on kind of as my first guest because we've... Uh, both have similar backgrounds and we have a we have we tend to have deep and interesting conversations about a variety of business topics how to help our businesses grow how to help people how to uh, focus on uh, earning more money saving time and making de- better decisions and one of the one of the ideas that we've stumbled across when we started talking about it was kind of this idea of network effects and uh we were like, we started using this term network effects and we're like are we even using this right like <laughs> that's right <laughs> what is this like we did we just make this up and it and it turns out that um network effects is is an actual thing um you know that that came about in the early 1900s from the telephone industry where you had kind of um you know, nodes, which were the original telephone, but it was basically like as you added more nodes uh, and the connected links to the system, the value of the system overall became more valuable. And so, you know, we have a a definition here, but it's basically the simplified definition of network effects is that they occur when a company's product or service becomes more valuable as usage increases. And then there's been some mathematical formulas and things like that that kind of rolled that out. But I, you know, that's not how the, the original way that we kind of <laughs> talked about it. So what, uh, what's your definition of network effects? Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, kind of the, the basic definition, it's, it's strange because it's like this, this phenomenon that is so, uh, it, it's so evident, like once it occurs, you know, if you look at things like Facebook or even the internet or, you know, where you have so many users that have really kind of augmented and changed the value of those systems. So I definitely think like the most basic definition that it is uh, kind of the increased value that occurs from increased users for a product or service. But, um, you know, it's really ethereal. And that's such sure. a simple definition for really like what's going on there. So for me, it's always really interesting to kind of ask, like, why is that happening to these technologies or these products? Like, what is kind of driving that? And uh, that's where I think it really kind of gets interesting because we're talking about all kinds of things at that point. You're talking about, 
you know, a lots of human psychology, lots of human emotions, the fear of missing out, the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, wanting to be part of the herd. Sure. <laughs> wanting to, um, you know, I almost think of it like, um, like mass begets mass, like uh, mass attracts, attracts mass. So things like gravity, it's like this gravitational pull that the, the, the more users you have, the more mass that you've accumulated, the more attraction you have to that thing. And, um, so I think that's really an interesting phenomenon. And when you look at it at like a, a macro scale, um, that's something that everybody can kind of point to and say it's a network effect for guys that are running startups and small businesses. I don't think it's necessarily nearly as evident, um, in the things that we do, but I certainly think that, you know, part of today's conversation will explore what I think it kind of means to us as, as small business owners and as, as people that are trying to help kind of deliver technologies as a startup that we hope that someday we get to that critical mass where the network effects really kind of come into play on that macro scale. Yeah, absolutely. But you can see it even at a, a small scale. I mean, you and I have a little network effect going, <laughs> right? Just in yeah. terms of all the... I feel that pool. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. That gravitational pull, right? Yeah. <laughs> that having that, just our ability to share knowledge. And we, you know, we're just, I mean, we're just, we're p- peers. We're not working together. Um, but we just share a um, a networking relationship, you know, and the, the transfer of knowledge and ideas, you know, that we've shared just the two of us. And then once you start to add people into the mix and for small businesses, I think in some ways that knowledge creation can be one of the most valuable things or the most valuable things that come out of having that network effect. Uh, without a doubt, man, With, uh, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of things that I think we really benefit from as a business. And it is kind of, you know, if you look at the the classic definitions of network effect, they're talking about the, the like the density of your network. So the more dense your network is, the the more value uh, it has. Well, I think that's that's true um, for kind of the things that we do on a daily basis. You know, I think about all of the the mentors and the resources and the the folks that are around us that we get to um, kind of get to dream with and we get yeah. to kind of experience this journey with. And it's like we are not here on our own. We're here as as kind of this this collective idea of everything that we are trying to do. So we benefit from people that have been there before us, people that are willing to kind of give us their knowledge and insight, insight as mentors, the relationships that we develop in our networks, um, you know, the people that help us shape these visions to bring these things to reality. Um, and I think for anybody to realize or to think that, um, you know, you can take a business concept from ideation to success all by yourself. That's, that's just not the way that it works, at least, at least not in my experience. So I think that network effect plays in at, at every level. Absolutely. And, you know, traditionally the, the concept of networking effect and kind of the way that we've seen it described, but I don't think is how like we thought it up in our heads originally is like, it was really looked at as number of customers, like with Facebook. Right. right or telephone where right. you're create you're creating more values for the customers of the system but i think in the way that we're talking about it now your net the network effect is those mentors it's your employees it's your customers you know uh it may even be your competitors uh, absolutely right and absolutely. and all of that all of that community all of those networks all that um all the people really start to be be part of your your network effect that allows your business to grow. 
Yeah, that that's absolutely it. And I think you you nailed an important one there is the competitors. I mean, um, we only, you know, we're only going to reach our full potential when we have competitors in our space. And it's important that, you know, we are learning as much as we can about the market and about our competitors and the way that they're doing things. And it's like, we're all going to get better together because we're paying attention to those things. Um, you know, I think as a, as a former kind of product manager and engineer like you, Chris, um, you know, I think we have a lot of love for the idea of product development. And, you know, for me, when I first kind of came across the, the concept of network effect, uh, instantly my mind went to product. Like, oh, sure. the more people that I have using, using this, the it. more feedback I get, the more I get to understand their challenges, the more I can develop tools that are going to fit these challenges. Sure. Uh, the more feedback that I'm going to get that I can then build into enhancements and, and uh, you know, updates to product releases. And I think all of that is true. And for us, uh, doing the work that we do with breweries, we work with about 60 top breweries across the U.S. and in the U.K. Awesome. And, Lucky you! Well, man, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a highly competitive in, industry. It's not an easy industry by any means, but it's a lot of fun, and, and we really uh, are humbled and and uh, feel very fortunate to work with the brands that we get to. Uh, but the cool thing about that is, you know, we see the network effect from all the feedback that we get in terms of the the technology that we're developing and and better ways to to improve that or new challenges that our breweries are dealing with in this ever-evolving market and to have 60 data points of, of feedback really it's 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 more than 60 points because there's several points of feedback within every organization that we're working with um, it's like you have the ability to develop uh, a level of insight and knowledge um, that is from the the collective whole from from everybody and I think that's a really unique perspective because Everybody else is focused on their brewery and their business and what it needs to be successful, where we are really focused on what is it going to take to develop tools to make them all successful? Yeah. And what are the challenges that some of our breweries haven't run into yet that other breweries have already figured out solutions for? And how do we, uh, how do we kind of leverage that, that network effect to benefit everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in terms of just trying to, to speak um, directly at some of the business results that, that you can that you're seeing or are important to your business that come from some of this, all these breweries you work with, all of your mentors, you know, why are network effects important to business results? Yeah. Well, I think the, the first thing is definitely that deep understanding of your consumers and the challenges that they're facing in market. So number one, I think that's, that's huge. Um, two is really, you know, when you, when you do some research in the network effect, there's a lot about defensibility mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's like if somebody gave me all the money in the world right now and told me to go out there and build a direct competitor for Facebook, I, I wouldn't take that challenge. I'm, yeah. I'm up for just about anything, but that's a challenge I wouldn't take because there is defensibility there because of the size of the population that is, is, you know, the user base of, of Facebook. So um, in our small example, just to kind of take it all the way down to the micro level here, you know, we have been able to develop tools and insights and capabilities and solutions from the feedback that we've gotten from working with uh, the, the folks in our, in our, you know, our customers, uh, these great breweries. Um, you know, they've provided insights that have led directly to the, the development of proprietary tools that 
you know, now are things that are unique to our company and the solutions that we offer to breweries that, you know, other organizations haven't developed because they haven't had the the benefit of kind of being in a similar position. Sure. Yeah, it's it's amazing when you think of it like that and that 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 network effect with which is something that has emerged it can be such a, a tangible business result. More I mean way more important than your your pricing strategy or sometimes what products you're developing, you know, in, right. in the moment because like all of that's gonna evolve over time. But the network effect has has these business results and can really, like you said, defend allow your business to be more competitive, which will lead to some type of tangible business result or benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, as we're thinking about these, about your business and, and kind of in my, in my business, my connector business, you know, I think one of the, the, the network effects that, that I'm seeing is just the ability to really create knowledge really rapidly. Yeah. Right. When you sit down with other smart people at the table together, um, with a diverse from diverse backgrounds, from diverse parts of the organization, whether that's people or at the strategic level or technology, you really start to have this uh, ability to create knowledge really, really quickly and make less mistakes, which results in you know earning more money or better market position or more market share. But what are some of the network effects that you're seeing in your business right now? And then where do you, um, what network effects are you hoping to pick up as uh, Craft Peak grows? Yeah, great question, man. And I think, um, first of all, you know, kind of pointing to the ability to, to gain knowledge rapidly you know, that is the case for our company working with our customers, but it's also the case for all of us as, as entrepreneurs really trying to, to figure out what the right path is. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that's so compelling about that is you get a bunch of smart people in a room together and it does, it does a few things that I think, you know, puts us in a, in a place that can be a little bit uncomfortable, which I think is really healthy if we try to develop things in a silo at, yeah. at times we can kind of believe our own bullshit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed is to even that, say is that. Is that dangerous? You can say no, whatever you a, want. No, you man, work I've in the a, beer industry. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a career out of that. So <laughs> no, I don't find it dangerous at all. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it, it, you know, by, by being able to think about these problems with uh, the mind share of, of a network of folks yes. that can bring all of their different perspectives into play it really just helps either reinforce those ideas or uh, you know gives you different perspectives to kind of consider that you maybe you didn't bring into the room so i think it's absolutely essential i, I will say that one of the the dangers of of the idea of network effect is putting all your belief that this network that you develop is going to bring you the insights that are required. I think now nah, as an entrepreneur, you still have to put your hypothesis out there. You still have to go build something. You still have to go get your nose bloody, but surround yourself with the, the smartest, most intelligent, real people that you can that have been through that minefield before you. And they are going to help you see things that, that you're not going to see trying to develop this on your own. So we try to apply that both in the way that we build this business, but also with the, the products and services that we build for our customers. So the things that I think we are uh, getting to witness right now in our market of, of the network effect is just 
you know, there, what we're finding is that there's a, when you work with some of the best brands in the industry, there are a lot of other breweries that see themselves in those brands and want to be just like them. They want to use the tools that they're using. They want to, uh, to, be, to be able to develop the brand and the connection that they have with the consumers that, that those other breweries do. So, um, from a marketing perspective and from a, from a sales perspective, that's helpful because it's, it's much easier to say, hey, we're working with 60 of the best breweries out there and you know, here's what we did for them. We would love to do that for you as opposed to we've got two breweries and, sure. <laughs> and there just isn't that, that history of success. So I think that's, uh, that's one of the major things that we see in terms of network effects right now beyond uh, the feedback that we get uh, to enhance the product and, and other services that we might add to the suite of services that we provide or technologies that we develop. Um, the one I see in the future is, you know, as you are kind of collecting uh, these folks together that all have similar problems and challenges, you also have dedicated audiences of, of beer consumers that are looking for the, the amazing beers that these brands make. So from a network effect, I see maybe moving forward is, you know, if we can get to a critical mass of these breweries that we're working with, and that's the that's the goal um, our uh, our job is to try to help them be successful, and one of the things that we can do is through our technology is sell beer directly to those consumers, which is uh, a new avenue for breweries. It, it's you know typically breweries have to look at either you know selling beer in their tap room or selling beer through a distributed network of wholesalers and retailers, but this now through technology really provides them the ability to sell directly to consumers. So you get to reward the, the consumers that have helped drive and, and create your business and put your business on the map. Um, but you're also going to be able to leverage a network effect with those consumers. You know, if we can get to a critical mass of consumers that are looking for the beers that and brands that we represent, you know, there might be a marketplace opportunity for us to to be able to kind of represent those brands in a different way, in a, in a way that doesn't exist today, either through technology or the market. Sure. Talk a little bit, like, um, got two, two things I want to ask you about, but talk a little bit about how um, having more, more um, beer customers, beer drinkers in Canada membership program creates a, uh, a beneficial uh, network effect or, you know, or more value to those people. Yeah, that, that's a good one. So you, you mentioned membership and membership is one of the strategies that our, our craft breweries are, are using. And, you know, this isn't the, the mug club that your grandpa might've belonged to back in the day or, or your dad, or where you might've had uh, walked into a bar and seen a bunch of pewter mugs kind of hanging on the wall. Um, what we see as the opportunity with, with membership is really you have a, uh, a bunch of beer drinkers out there that want a closer engagement and a deeper connection with your brand. Um, and you as a, as a business, uh, want to have that deeper connection. So membership programs are just a way that, um, breweries can develop that deeper engagement with their consumers and consumers are rewarded because they get access to beers that might be special releases or might be one-off releases, um, so they get this ability to have this close, uh, close relationship with the brewery. Now, the, the other thing that I think is really cool about that. And one of the reasons that we're so passionate about it as, as business owners and as, as people that have been helpful and, and hopefully helpful developing businesses, um, I've always been really surprised by the small number of dedicated fans or customers it takes to really develop a business concept and make it successful. So, 
this is one of the rare opportunities I think that breweries have to be able to not only recognize who those people are, but reward them in a way that's meaningful to them. And when you do that, you find that in our human nature, we're kind of conditioned then to share that with others. Mm -hmm. So not only are breweries being able to sell memberships, which is a, a revenue stream that they haven't had, uh, you know, historically, they're able to sell their beer at high margins. So at retail value to this membership, to a hungry audience that's always looking and, and excited to get these beers. But then beyond that, you're growing your network or community of passionate supporters because your current base of, of networked uh, members are going to be the, the ambassadors to, to more down the road. So I think it's uh, that for all of those reasons, that's why memberships really get us excited, not only from the revenue potential and what that means for the business and the bottom line of that business, but what it means to develop kind of those passionate supporters and to, to be able to uh, extend that in the future. Yeah, ab absolutely. That sounds awesome. Let me know when I can sign up for a couple of the breweries here in Asheville. Man, I will point you to a website. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go back to kind of like you talked about, you know, the, the, the ability for rapid knowledge creation, but then also, you know, as a, as a founder, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, you know, just having to have to innovate for yourself. So, you know, like, and you, you mentioned like, you know, you got to be out there wrestling and, getting your nose bloody, you know, so it's a combination of like theory crafting, but then also holding on to your own vision. Um, how, how do you carve out space to really take in the feedback or feed forward from others, but then also like drive towards your own um, view and insights of how it should be done? Man, that is kind of one of the ultimate questions, right? It's as you know, and as we've spent hours, you and I thinking through things like this, it's, it's one of the biggest challenges because you, you can't be a dictator. You can't have that arrogance that the idea that you have is the right one and the best one. And even though you're going to be spending time with other people that, that might be able to help direct and advise, you're, um, you're not listening to anything that, uh, that they kind of bring to the table. And at the same time, um, it's that balance where, you know, you're probably going to be getting a lot of great insights, but at the same time, you have to have kind of a very strong vision of, of where you want to go. So I think, I think it really does come back to vision. I think it yeah. starts with vision. I think um, it is having those conversations with your network early and often in that vision creation to, to make sure that that's solidified. And then I think the, the strategic and the tactical uh, um, kind of initiatives that fall out of that are things that then always need to be kind of tested against that vision. So I, we always kind of think of it like a, a pyramid where the vision is at the top, kind of strategy is underneath, and then the tactics support strategy. Um, so I think it's, it's always going to be that balance, but I think it's tools like that and making sure that the vision is strong up front are kind of the things that you need to look back to, um, to really gauge whether or not the, the advice and, and, uh, mentorship that you're getting is kind of taking you closer to that vision or if it's, if it's distracting. Yeah, no, that makes per that makes good, good sense and, um, perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> almost maybe <laughs> it's uh it's a balance because it is it's a balance of really um holding that vision out there and then but then being flexible in terms of how 
you create the results that match up to that vision and, and comparing. And that's where there's that flexibility, but always with kind of that North North star out there yep. in yep. front of you on what you're trying to create and what you're, you're trying to do. And it, if the advice is moving you closer to, to that or for further away. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, before we jumped on and I'm excited about this kind of this last question because both of you are, both of us are, uh, business development and, uh, sales nerds and, and we Uh-oh. love, <laughs> we love talking about everybody um, just tuned out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? No one likes money and people. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I think it's the engineer sales guys that scare them. That scare them. Yeah. Right. Um, but we were just, we were chatting about it and, um, this this last question is just you know related to how network effects can benefit a uh, a company's sales strategy you know especially you know for for a young company i mean your company my company you know um cash is tight cash can be yep. often tight and and you're growing and you're reinvesting uh vigorously in back into the business and so you know when when done well you know, if you, you put, you know, I like to say, you know, everything should kind of be run through the lens of uh, what earns me good, sustainable revenue today, you know, and, and put that through. But when, when you have a network effect and you have these mentors or you're getting your products out there, what are some of the ways that a network effect can benefit a company sales strategy and how do you incorporate them? Because they're a little, um, maybe not, maybe, maybe network effects are a little intangible. Yeah, I think that's the that's the danger at times when we're talking about uh, network effect is that they can feel intangible. You know, mm-hmm. if you you know, I think about like other intangible <laughs> things like goodwill on a on a balance sheet. Right. Sure. <laughs> you know? Can I can I buy a, can I buy a hundred dollars worth of network effects from Google AdWords? <laughs> no, not really. But only if you have Bitcoin. <laughs> only if you have Bitcoin, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, but it's it's not lost on the fact that you know I, I look at the balance sheets of of companies because just I'm so curious on, on how they represent themselves. But you know, if I, if you pull up Facebook now that they've IPO'd and you look at their balance sheet and you know, these guys I think have $18 billion allocated out of their $90 billion brand, uh, related to an an intangible, which is goodwill. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, if you were building Facebook today, you're not going to have a bunch of goodwill. You're not going to have a bunch of these intangible things until you get to the point where those intangibles do come into play. And it's like you have to get to a critical mass before that happens. And everybody then wants to be a part of this thing that's that's growing. Um, for us, you know, I I think about things like the network effect and, you know, in the Malcolm Gladwell sense of kind of the tipping point, you know, what are the products and services that make it that everybody knows as the the goods that you have in your house today versus the ones that don't get there. I think there's a lot of things that also play into that here where you have to know that those, um, those forces exist. You have to know that that network effect is out there and you have to have confidence in that. But I think, you know, that only really starts to come in at scale once you get to a certain mass. The things that happen on a tactical level for us still are influenced by that network effect. You know, when we have breweries that are interested in us because of the brands that we work with um, or because they want to be part of the Craft Peak team because they know that, you know, we are going to represent them in a way that they see us representing those other brands. I think those are the network effects for us that really impact sales. Um so I think those are those are some of the things that that we think about is 
how do we how do we kind of leverage that? How do we leverage that as a referral network? How do we uh, make sure that our strategies are in sync with making that attractive to new prospects? How do we communicate who we are in such a way that that feels authentic and that is authentic mm-hmm. with our with our brewery? So I think those are the things that I think about from a from a small business level, from a tactical level. But knowing that if we can do these things well, then there is. Uh, we, we do gain some economies of scale and we gain some economies of uh, more magnitude of those network effects as we, as we kind of move on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, I can't help but think about like, you know, like when you're a small business, each node that you're adding, you know, each new customer or each new brewery or partner that you're bringing to the table, that's a pretty big, piece of your network so like you you really have to value adding that one in and so like in you know when i think of sales strategy i'm just like oh that that really needs to be taken care of and done well and thought through because you know i'm not it's not just the value of adding one more node like it's not just the revenue coming in from that customer but when i add it into my network that explodes you know and it's you know there's a formula that says it's exponential but like just adding it in there is, is super cool, and I get uh, stoked to think about it. Ooh, I, I like that, Chris, because um, and and I think that really resonates with with what we're doing in our organization at Craft Peak. Because I, what you're really talking about is being very selective. We are very selective with the folks that we work with, and it's not because you know we don't like everybody. It's just because we realize that we only have limited resources in terms of time and energy and, and, you know, the hours in the, in the day are limited, of course, for everybody. So we would just want to be, especially early as you're building out that network, just being really selective with people that are like-minded. We're looking for awesome people that are making awesome liquids that are looking to take their brands to the next level and are open to the technologies and the solutions that we can share with them and the strategies that we can share with them that we've learned from working with other, other breweries. So that's, you know, so I think that goes back to sales qualification and just kind of sticking to your guns. Um, and you know, big checks are, are nice and, and they do a lot of great things for the business, but if it's not a good fit with the customer long term then those are just things that you're going to have to address down the road. You're, yeah, not, it, you're not doing yourself any favors. And it can erode your net, network. Oh, right? absolutely. <laughs> it's like it looks good in the moment, but it's not good for the what you're trying to create in terms of a, a whole system. Yeah, we could have a mutiny. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, this has been really fun. I mean, we, we burned through uh, 30 minutes re- really quickly. I knew we would. We've had conversations that go on for hours, and I... Uh, super grateful and full of gratitude that you you came to um, do this with me uh, share a little bit about craft peak talk about network effects and I you know it's such an important thing for for both of our businesses and you know especially for my connector business and I, I think you know I include you uh, most assuredly as part of my network uh, and helping me create an, an awesome network effect. And, um, you know, I just want to know kind of, uh, how can people get in touch with you? How can they hang out? How can they, uh, know, find out a little bit more about craft peak? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, the, probably the best place to check us out right now is at our website, and that's www.craftpeak.com. So that's craft like craft beer and peak like the peak of the mountain, all one word. So craftpeak.com. Um, or you can reach out to me directly, and it's uh, john at craftpeak.com. So email is a great way to get a hold of me if, you're, if there's any interest here. But, yeah, if you have a brewery out there that's looking for uh, you know, a better way to connect directly with your customers and, and looking to sell directly to those customers, um, you know, we'd, love to, we'd love to show you what we've done with other breweries. And uh, so that's john, J-O-H-N, at craftpeak.com. And Chris just wanted to say... Um, ditto to everything that you said. Very grateful to be here. Um, glad to be uh, part of your inaugural, uh, <laughs> your your very first uh, podcast. But also, I, I count you as a as a friend and and a very valuable uh, asset in my network as well. Awesome. Um, of course, I'm Chris Filipiak, the connector, and I like to think about business through the lens of people, strategy, and technology and help bring the, the right best fit teams to the table uh, to create a little network effect for you, uh, maybe provide you some insights, expand your sense of what's possible, and make more happen in your business. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. You can get at me at connect at chrisfilippiak.com or on my website as well, www.chrisfilippiak.com. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. That's it. Shabadoo. <laughs> <laughs>